From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are back and wrapping up with Marianne Bellazzini of Campo de Bella. As we take things back full circle to the core of her business decisions, her family. It's inspiring to hear that we don't need a master plan. Take it easy and things will work out. Hear about how Marianne both involves her two sons in the farm and business process, and bottom line, enjoy each other's company. Marianne Bellazzini and her husband Mark run Campo de Bella, a farm-to-table restaurant and winery in Blue Mounds, Wisconsin, serving Italian-inspired dining experiences. Self-taught on the farming side, Marianne and her family moved from the Chicago scene and for several years ran a vegetable CSA, inspired by an abundant garden. Her Italian upbringing and love for creating welcoming settings around food inspired the current food service venture. Today we're wrapping up our podcast series with Marianne Bellazzini at Campo de Bella. And Marianne, I'd love to take things full circle because we talked, we've been talking a lot about the business and the learnings and the whole farm to table movement and your operations here. And all of this really started and still roots on a daily basis on family for you, right? And it's very much a component of your decision process. And I think just a brilliant example that it can work, you know, because so often, particularly women are struggling and challenged with that either or. Do you know, and um, can I do this all or can I run this farm and have my kids? Can I do it? And you've proven that you, you can and you talk about it and you make it work, right? You know, yeah, there's no yeah. master fire or, or... No, so... Because um, your two boys have really grown up here, right? Between on the, the farm and yeah. they've seen this whole yes. restaurant operation bloom. Yeah, Mateo was three when we moved back to Wisconsin. Massimo is my true blue blood badger. Um, and so, and then they came here on the farm. Uh, Mateo was seven and Massimo was three when we bought the farm originally. And the intent was always to spend time together. The motivation to move to a farm, um, and to downsize from the other house was to spend time together, be able to go back to Italy together and to um, enjoy each other's company more, and and whether that be out in the fields or having dinner or, or um, celebrating with family and friends. And so, um, when we started the CSA, the boys would be doing every part of the plant, the planning, the gardening. And at one point in the our CSA program, they actually started their own little flower CSA, Aww. and so they they called it. I forget something brothers. I think it was called brothers flower CSA. And so they had like seven members 
and they had, and they would provide flowers, little bouquets, um, which is now a, another big movement, the flower CSA movement. They were ahead uh, of their time. They were way ahead of their time. And they did that for two summers, I think they did that for. So when they were short on flowers around the farm, we'd have to drive along the rural roads and harvest whatever extras we could find. But that was their, that was their plan. And then we decided to open the wine house. And even before that, when we would offer the farm to table dinners offsite, they were our servers. And so we were asking family and friends to help us out at those beginning stages when we really didn't know if this was going to be a go or not. The kids have had their hands in every, I won't say every decision. They've, they've kind of just come along for the ride. Um, but we, um, we've tried to teach them the value of their land and what it's, what what, how important it is. And then we take them to Italy with us every two years. And so they get to see that lifestyle as well. So they get a balance of both, uh, their American, uh, lifestyle and background, and then their Italian heritage and the, um, lifestyle that they live out there. So it, I think it's a happy balance. And so my oldest is now looking at colleges and, um, he's come a long way <laughs> and he doesn't know what he wants to do. Dad and I each have our own opinions on what he should do. Um, his main role here in the wine house is prep cook and dishwasher. Um, he's not a front of the house kind of guy. He does it, but doesn't like to do it. Um, my little guy on the other hand is an eighth grader who is very good in front of a group of people. And he does our tours during our farm to table dinners. Oh. He'll take 30 people and give them a farm tour, a 20 minute farm tour all by himself. And then he's our server dishwasher and prep cook as well. Um, depending on what responsibilities are needed. And, um, he likes them all and he does them all really well. So, yeah. So it's, it, it, I think it's helped each of the kids to appreciate their, their strengths and their weaknesses by working here on the farm. And your business has really given your kids, a palette, if you will, or a place to explore who they are. Would yeah. you say, I mean, now that they're, I mean, they're young men, I mean, yeah, their I think personalities are coming out, yeah. you, but you, you're also simultaneously nurturing roles for them to explore in a safe place. Exactly. And I do that for all my employees. I have quite a few of um, my employees that are our high school age and even grade school age, if they turn 14 at eighth grade, we encourage them to, to join us as employees and we give them tasks and we let them try all the different arenas of the restaurant hospitality business, not just one so that they can see what they like and what they don't like. Cause I remember in that jobs, that career kind of journey, I knew I didn't ever want to be washing dishes the rest of my life. And that made me motivate myself to get to school and get my butt out of that job. <laughs> so, so it's got a good educational component to it as well. Oh yeah. And what skills do you think your sons have learned growing up in this situation or how are, has their experience been different perhaps than? I don't know that I can other... speak on their skills because, or their skills or their interests because, um, they, my, my growing up experience is so different growing up in the city of Chicago yeah. to what they're growing up on a farm. So I don't relate as easily <laughs> to, to their frustrations or to their things. I know they get frustrated with having to do chores all the time and we've downsized our animals quite a bit. Um, but they're frustrated with that. Um, they like planting, but 
now they can take a project and run with it. Last summer, Mateo called some of his uh, high school buddies and they spent the summer putting um, rock, river rock, underneath all the vines in our vineyard. And that took them a good chunk of the summer. Um, we had to motivate them with a little bit of incentive with co compensation <laughs> and some lunch every time they came. But um, that really taught him how to be a foreman, how to manage a group of kids to come out and, and to stay within a time management kind of situation. And, um, I, you know, I don't know if he liked the work per se, but they got the job done and they did it well. And so I think that made him feel proud of the project and he can look on it and look out. Now he can look into the vineyard and see all those beautiful rows of rocks and stuff like that. So, oh, um, it's huge. yeah, it get, I think, um, they learn a lot. I, I personally think a farm style living environment gives them so much more benefit than um, their counterparts at school. And how have you, I'll say managed, but I mean, we just, we try, right, to keep all of your different hats in check, because that comes up a lot, particularly, actually, I hear it a lot at our In Her Boots workshops from young women farmers who are not yet moms, you know, but okay. they want to be one day, and they're like, geez, I'm working so hard, I have no idea how I could even ever put a kid in this mix. And I know there's no balance, right? Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're, you're busy. You've got all these business things going on. Your kids are in school. They're involved with their own stuff too, right? Or, yeah. And your kids are musical. I heard a yes. band once yes. when I was over yes. here, yes. but yes. I mean, they yes. have their own interests they do. and friends and it's life, but yeah. what we, I guess we don't let get too serious about yeah. it. You yeah. You know, the farm dictates to us what has to be done on a daily basis and a seasonal basis. And then we fit our lifestyle in that picture. So it's basketball season because it's winter time, but that means we're not plowing, we're not harvesting, we're not planting. So that gives us a little bit of downtime to do something else. Now my kids don't get to be in sports in the summertime unless they can drive themselves, which now my oldest can. But before that, to get them over to something was almost impossible. And weekends for us, we don't have, weekends are not our downtime it's Sunday. We reserve Sunday as our family day and nobody gets to do anything on Sunday unless we've agreed as a family that we're going to do this outing and stuff. But we take that one day a week just to reconnect with the four of us and check in. And, and as my kids go, we don't do anything. You're always working in the office and stuff like that. Well, that that has to happen as well, but because I have to see what's happening for schools and, and projects and stuff like that that are coming up. But we're still in the same room at the same time and we're having dinner together sitting together at the table conversing about what our day looks like where during the week that might not always happen given all the activities and stuff and we're fortunate enough like i said that we don't take it too serious if we no, miss that's... a basketball game that's okay he's not mba material so <laughs> we're not gonna sweat it <laughs> that's know? a really important piece of advice though because everything adds up right yeah either yeah, way you can get and... caught up in the whole loop of, of getting your kids to every activity and putting them in every activity. And I don't know that they have to be. And I, I came with immigrant parents. So my parents didn't have a strong, um, educate their, their big priority was education. So school was number one. So anything I wanted to do outside, I had to find a way to go do it myself. It wasn't something that they wanted to, you know, they did want me to learn to swim. We did take swim lessons, but I wasn't made Olympic 
you know, Olympic material or anything like that. Um, and they supported me in that, but it was something I had to go do on my own if it was something I wanted, I was interested in. And we've kind of kept that philosophy with the kids. Don't get wrapped up in all the, you have to's just do the things you enjoy and let it, you know, be part of your life. That's really interesting. I never thought about that. Having grown up in a first generation immigrant household myself, uh, with a Latvian mom and Estonian dad, it's true because, my parents valued education, but they didn't know about all this other no, stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly, I mean, exactly. They just didn't have that back in the homeland. So yeah. perhaps more than I realized, I've integrated that into my own life. But perhaps yeah. more than I realized, it's a healthy approach because for us, it you know, works. that stuff doesn't yeah. matter. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah. it all, bottom line, it's it's your child's multiple experiences across the board that will add up to, hopefully, as I can vouch in your young men, sons, you know, healthy, good adults. Yes. yes. So I mean, we're, we're creating positive, productive, um, citizens of the future that will take this idea that we're doing and take it to the next level. So we've created something as a legacy for them to keep carrying on and, or to improve on, which is what we all hope our kids will do is oh, be better than ourselves. There's a lot right? of lists there. But <laughs> right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, but that, that's so refreshing to hear. And, uh, that idea that there's no one perfect path, but that to give them these opportunities. And as you said, to keep a, a, a low, low key, but just a life goes on humorous attitude towards it because none of it really does matter in that no, you know one individual thing. It's yeah. how it all does collectively. Well, I think if farmers are the best people that can explain that on a day-to-day process, I learn so much as a farmer every day, the life death issues, the, the feeding, the, 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 the animal husbandry, the birthing, all of that, uh, the, the keeping them safe and keeping everything else safe kind of idea. Um, you know, it just, it all plays into that. And if you get so wrapped up into one thing, you lose sight of the bigger picture. And I just don't think you need to. And as we've got enough to worry about. So <laughs> Good advice. Thank you, Marianne. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.